Yeah. Happy belated May Day, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Burn a car. Burn a car. Burn I, I didn't see any rocks. burned cars. Throw some rocks. I did I did go to Kreuzberg and run around as Yakety Sax played. Um, <laughs> and the police chased after us. 5,000 police from all around Germany, by the way. Why? Um, I really hope they like become like a, a patient zero for coronavirus. That's so yeah. cool. I mean, par- part of the justification was like we we can't let this May Day thing happen. Um, you know, they're going to spread coronavirus. Mm. Wasn't there like a case of like? Uh, was it here? Was it in the U.S.? There was like a bunch of police officers getting coronavirus. I don't know. I feel I feel that the level of stupidity could be either country because Germany has just proven to be diet America during all this, but mm. like everyone's applauding them, which is kind of funny to me. Um, but in terms of like May Day fun news, I didn't really see all that much. Um, obviously, understandably, but um, big shout out, uh, you know, to the the pimps in Pame for social distancing in front of the <laughs> Greek Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. In the most like militaristic fucking way I've ever seen. That was well, so I, cool. Everyone's always saying like um like communists need to like, you know, kind of speak in terms people can understand and be kind of open and welcoming and finally mm. I feel um I feel, you know, accepted enough to join a demonstration where I don't have to get close to anybody. That's that's what I've always wanted. <laughs> the and it looks world. cool. <laughs> It just it looked cooler than a normal demonstration. Like maybe like maybe out of you know, you were gonna come out of the at a coronavirus like a little bit different than beforehand. Maybe like this is the new way of demonstrating. Demonstrate like you're in the middle of Red Square doing like a gymnastics routine in front of Stalin in nineteen fifty three. Western Communist parties can finally start doing the like North Korean synchronized uh um crowd shows. I don't know what to yeah, call them. Exactly. I feel like I feel like they'll just be co-opted into like vaguely politically aware flash mobs, and it's oh, going to become no, terrible. Ew, ew, fuck! You already ruined it for me. Uh, fuck. I normally don't believe in the slippery slope argument, but that's definitely a case right there. Uh, I hate it now. God damn it's, it. It's, it! It starts as the Pabe protest, and then it just eventually ends up in like I don't know Denver of like a giant flash mob about getting the cheater out of the office, <laughs> the damn Oval Office. Uh, hey 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 welcome to your weekly corner spatey um it is myself nick i am finally leading us in uh i have the courage on on the internet to uh to um not have kieran do it for me i um, (laughs) i feel like a new man after taking a after taking a break last week and i'm joined by um kieran Hey, and Rob, I'm not going to talk about Japan. I'm sorry. Please don't talk about <laughs> Japan. This is the wrong. This is the wrong. Wrong place. And Rob. All right. Well, I am here to talk about Japan. All right. Pull up a seat, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And Yulia couldn't be with us this week, so um, I guess it's a grab bag around Europe again, sort of week, because that's all that we've been really able to do. I mean, yeah, we t- like we we effectively took a week off from paying attention to the news and you know decompressing and I don't know. I've been I've been I've been I've been Zen like meditating with my copy of the Grun Gazettes uh, out on my street <laughs> to kind of like loosen up. 
but um yeah so w- w- there's a bit of stuff we have to catch up on so yeah we're, we're back giving you the news don't go to any other news source they're lying to you <laughs> well that's where we should start right we're starting with a meta analysis of the news because Ooh. um we're all like like this is real uh auslander hours here like we, we we don't have any germans around so yeah we can talk about <laughs> the uh the 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 eternal question of of the german what's going on here um, <laughs> someone else has been asking this question is literally every single um newspaper magazine in the u.s i'm sure other countries uh mm. maybe maybe uh you guys have had the same, but like just friends and family are like, oh, it looks like things are great in Germany. Like, you see what Angela Merkel is doing in Germany? Like, yeah, exactly. wow, there's just amazing Again, testing going like what Kieran on. Said, and I'm like, they're lying to you. They're just straight up <laughs> lying to you. We are here to, 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 you know, give you 100% unfiltered, true, corner spatey mm-hmm. takes on how dumb this country is. So the, oh, yeah. the term uh, fake news gets thrown a lot, thrown around a lot. And I think, um, as many pointed out, fake news, uh, in its classic form represents a grand, uh, like strategy from the newspapers, whether it's manufacturing, uh, consent. Mm. Uh, we're talking, uh, getting the U.S. to invade Iraq. We're talking way back in the blowing up of the main to justify the invasion of Cuba. Yeah, that's right. Um, like I, th- that th- those are all classical. I'm examples. still pissed at the Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. Um, sorry, side note. I was watching the Cuba Libre story on Netflix. Only watched the first episode. Don't spoil it for me. Uh, it's just <laughs> I want to see how this Cuba turns out <laughs> on the history of Cuba, uh, which is pretty good. They have like tons of different historians, uh, like with the interview, and like they they do the thing where they stay neutral. Like, but they still like do a good job of like showing all the different views. So, so when they get to the like the blowing up of the main, they have three different people, and the 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 Cuban historians like, of course, the U.S. blew it up themselves to justify invading Cuba. Like, what the fuck? Of course. <laughs> and then I forget the there was someone in the middle, maybe a U.S. historian who was like, yeah, we don't know. Like, um, maybe the uh, the the Q- the Spanish blew it up by accident, and then something like that. And then they get to the Swiss historian, this German Swiss historian, and he's like. Yeah, there's a lot of conspiracy theories, but it is very clear that there was probably some sort of, um, like, um, it was a complete accident, you know? (laughs) I was like, that about summarizes it. I'm not making any claim to what happened, but, uh, I like, like, I like when it reflects reality. Yeah, Yeah, just like, like on, on, on one little side note of that, it's like when you're, um, like taking history classes in the U.S. in comparison to like another country where it's like you talk about the Gulf of Tonkin incident. And like American historians, are like yeah, the, it probably was the North Vietnamese, and like every other historian's, like oh yeah, it never happened. It even said in the fucking Pentagon Papers, it never happened. <laughs> so it's, it's just it's so fucking cool. And when you like when you like drop that on people, they're like, wait, what do you mean though? Gulf of Tonkin is like like was a thing. I'm like, no, it never actually happened. It was entirely fabricated just to justify nothing. And they're like, no, that's bullshit. You're lying to me. Well, yeah, back to the back to us not lying to to our. Uh, our listeners well that's the classical fake news yeah but mm. i think maybe just as bad at least because of like magnitude is just like international news is always like like you can't really verify what's going on they're like oh i guess what's that's what's going on in germany like I'm, i feel yeah. very informed it's like homer reading the economist on the plane you know like L- language barriers are still like a real physical barrier to understanding what's happening yeah in the exactly and do you trust this fucking like slime ball reporter who like works for some enormously rich and influential like media empire to like mm. give you the truth when they're no. talking about germany yes of course i do 
because I'm, <laughs> like, a, I'm a you know doo-doo brained American who thinks that everything's perfect here because I read the New York Times. But like that dovetails perfectly with this, and I think this is especially true in like social media. Um, like it, the social media has just like created social media times the like internet, um, just the general like death of newspapers and how do they stay relevant in this? Uh, and you know, how do they drive clicks? Like yeah. every news story has to be like, Oh, that's bad. Or, Oh, that's nice. You know, to like and then both <laughs> are shareable in their own ways on Twitter. And so coronavirus perfectly like distills into these two forms. So you can be like, Oh, that country coronavirus, that's bad. Or like, Oh, Germany, they're doing well. That's nice. And then you just share it. Like, it's literally like swipe left, swipe right on the news. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure that app existed, uh, Tinder for the news. Um, yeah. So I, I guess we're going to like try and parse what's happening in, in, in Germany because, like, as Rob has stated, like, uh, international media has kind of been like tripping over their own dick to like praise Germany. Um, I believe in uh, Christian Torsten, by the way. He's he's become a nationwide sex symbol. Uh, I think he can become a worldwide sex symbol. <laughs> I I have no idea who that is. He's he's the like he's the um, he's not even the Doctor Fauci of Germany because I don't know. Who, oh, that guy! I think that he's guy. just yeah, a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Does no, he no. even have a government position? No, he doesn't. He's just a guy. stage epidemiologist. Yeah, but then everyone's yeah, just yeah. like. I want to get fucking dicked down by Christian Jost, <laughs> and he's so good at science. Okay, can I can I give my kind of general take about like why talking about various countries' responses to coronavirus at the moment is kind of f- fucking dumb? Yes, because like no, this is not your place. God damn it! Right, um, <laughs> but no, like we're we're just so fucking in the fray at the moment that we can't like tell what's going on. Like research into this kind of shit takes ages and. There's just, like, no consistency. Like, okay, so when people talked about comparing Germany and Italy, they were like, well, Italy has gone through, like, horrifying austerity with their healthcare service, which is true and possibly a factor. But that doesn't explain, like, France's, like, rapid cases and deaths because France's had, like, like routinely rated one of the best healthcare systems in the world. And then, like, it also doesn't explain how, like, a lot of Eastern Europe is kind of, like, doing okay at the moment. Like, they haven't seen anything close to Italy, and they've got, like, garbage healthcare systems that have been raped since the 90s. Um, so, like, yeah, now they're talking, like, I'm seeing some scientists talk about, like, air quality as, like, a factor, and I'm like, sure, yeah, maybe, whatever. I don't care at this point. But, like, Germany did some good stuff. I know they stockpiled some essential equipment, like, very early on in January when, like, it first started in China, and they were like, oh, okay. So, like, I know the UK ran out of, like, really basic shit, like, cotton swabs at some point, which Germany had been stockpiling ever since January. But, like, beyond that, like, I don't know. When you look at, like, if you look at any country to the south or west of Germany, it looks like a fucking apocalypse. But then if you look at any country north and east of Germany, it's just like, yeah, those numbers are kind of comparable to Germany. Um, So, like, I have no fucking clue what's going on. And neither of these idiots. Okay, I have a... All right, so we're going to end up at the other end of this, realizing that the country yeah. that dealt with this the best has been Greece. <laughs> because yeah. miraculously, they've only had like 150 deaths. Interesting. And no one knows why. Literally, there's like... There has been nothing special that then has been done. Nice. Oh, God, yeah. And then like... Yeah, I, I, just, I, do, I just don't know. I like, I mean... 
I'm glad I'm in Germany and I'm not in Italy or Spain right now. That that's all I can but say. You wish but that you were in Greece. I wish I was in Greece. <laughs> better food, better weather. Um, yeah, because like at the same time, I I don't even I don't know like. So we had also we had the three countries that tried the like cold herd human um, herd immunity strategy, like the UK, the Netherlands, and Sweden. And like now the Netherlands and the UK are kind of blowing up and Sweden, while not like having really terrible numbers, have like really bad numbers compared to the countries that lock down beside them, like Denmark and Norway. So I don't know. It, it's all over the fucking place, man. I don't know. I hate this. <laughs> all I know is that what I want to do unspeakable things to Robert Koch. <laughs> Who who is that person anyway? I don't know. What is this? What is with Germany naming like purely bureaucratic things after people? Um, I don't understand. Kieran, I'll have you know he he received the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine in 1905. Well, gee, Christ, I'm sure that have all of that. Inf- I'm sure all of that information and hard work was put to great use by all the subsequent governments, which were all great and life lovely. But uh, yeah, yeah. But like, I just don't understand. It's it's so weird being like. I, I like when this crisis first hit, and I was like, "Oh, these numbers are from the Robert Koch Institute." I was like, "I don't want some but a weird private think tank telling me what." To, oh, it's <laughs> oh, it's an official. Bi- Why is it called this? Robert Koch paid a lot of money to, to the German state to have it named after him. He's he's not a doctor, actually. He's just it's like just it's like when those uh, rich billionaire. Yeah, it's like when those the, rich. Pe- those, it's, it's the lost Koch brother. Uh, ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The but it's like the uh, it's like when re- like reasonably well off people in your neighborhood die and they buy a bench dedicated to themselves mm, exactly. he like bought himself a, a disease control facility for the largest economy in the in europe he, great i love it it's like it's like the thing that just like like american universities so you like you'll be in like the like you know uh 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 fucking like the sam houston building of fucking like texas a&m or something like that or whatever mm. no, no sam houston's actually a historical figure fuck i don't know like your, <laughs> your town's wealthiest person will have a building named after them like yeah uh asu has like every building is like and everything is just named after a wealthy donor like the wp carey school of business is just wp carey is just a rich dude in arizona <laughs> like, nice nice it's cool he worked far he worked hard for that department <laughs> i mean yeah i guess <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! But yeah, no, I I also resent it as someone trying to learn German. I guess because I'm just like, oh, an opportunity to learn a bunch of words that mean like disease control or something. Is nope, it's a name, whatever. <laughs> I like to imagine uh, Robert Koch is like Wyatt Coke. Like his thing is to are those uh, shirts, and he just he like he runs like he's like the Steve Jobs of the shirt. Like every aspect of it is his like mind palace. <laughs> and Robert Koch does the same thing, but just like designing masks and stuff. They're like, sir, uh, we need way more funding. We don't have enough beds. And then he's like, behold, my latest mask artwork. Did you see that this one woman in the UK who's like, the she was like called out by the government because she has like 2,500 pounds worth of like N95 masks and she needs them for her art. And she just makes this like weird, like just paintings with like the masks glued on them. No. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> oh my god it's like, that, it's like did you guys ever have a friend who just like put googly guys over everything when they like moved out and they thought that it was like really clever and funny when they were in college 
Um, if you mean yeah. draw a penis on everything, yes, I that's have the films. equivalent to that. Yeah, sure, it's like that. We but didn't. Our, it's our we didn't have any googly eyes. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't have your fancy Arizona googly eyes. <laughs> it was actually a friend of Wait. mine who uh, was in school in California at the time. So that's oh, crazy. yeah. That's I West mean, Coast stuff, googly that eyes. Exactly. Yeah, that's just the <laughs> fucking, you know, you know, liberal elitism right there. So yeah, that's we- a North California is just controlled by big googly eye. It's <laughs> like a, a googly eye plant in every yeah, town. The rest of the, you know, yeah. the, fucking, the fucking rest of the country has to draw dicks on everything, but they get googly eyes. <laughs> uh, you guys want to talk about Sweden a bit as a, as a case study in this situation? So Sweden's a good example because none of us live in Sweden, so we can <laughs> see both sides of this uh, this tug of war. Is it like mm. again? Because it has to be one of two kinds of news. Is it Sweden? That's nice. Or Sweden? That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it seems to me that that the first uh, narrative was Sweden. They're doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was this kind of, it was this weird thing of like, the the crisis hadn't really hit them yet, because it started in Europe in like, like the, the kind of like, uh, ground zero of Europe is what we talked about with Riley was like, basically ski resorts in uh, the Alps, because it was like, it came to Europe at the end of like ski season. And so everyone from Italy where this was breaking out had like ventured into Switzerland or Austria and then also people from Germany and stuff had also gone there. But I think I think in the Nordic countries, you don't have to fly abroad to go skiing, I guess. That's my only takeaway from this. But like, yeah, the Nordic countries just weren't hit at all at this point. So it was like, oh, it seems cool. And Sweden had this kind of like ideological position of like, we're not going to do a lockdown. Um, that's a classic let swedes be swedes am i right yeah i think also a lot of this at the beginning was just very conflated with a american or english-speaking um desire to present sweden as the like you know the golden land the land of milk and honey where everything works and it's because there has to be some somewhere you can't face this like <laughs> Just this, like, horror at the back of your head. Like, you can't acknowledge it that, like, wait, like, there is no, yeah, land of milk and honey out there. There is no, like, oh, uh, if we just were, like, Sweden or, oh, if we were just like this or, you know, we could learn a thing or two from here. Um, they, no, there has to be some, like, oh, well, look on the positive, look on the bright side. There's this place. We're just doing it slightly wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, like. For a lot of liberals, that's still Germany. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, yeah. Like, like Sweden. I mean, doesn't doesn't have the profile, uh, same profile as Germany, but like up and comer in the like liberal. Uh, you know, as the, um, there's uh, the dynamics of like uh, neoliberalism and progressivism. That I was talking about. I do think Sweden be, can become, even though it's seen as more social democratic, like that's its that's its thing. People yeah. could, I think, that can be resurrected as um, the Swedish government currently like starts to undermine that the image of a social democratic of a social democratic state where like everyone's just nice and and things work while there's a neoliberalization going on can be exported to other countries like the u.s where they're like yeah you know that's where liberals like they're just sane people running things in a good way and follow the rules we should be like that yeah i i think like uh, the problem you also get with like u.s liberals and their view of europe is they kind of tend to like flatten all of europe together no, uh, we wouldn't. What, what, what are you talking about? 
<laughs> so like we had that before when we did the episode on like the Irish election and we got a couple of people being like I did not know Ireland didn't have like a universal free healthcare. Damn, uh, so so hold up a minute. Ireland's a, an island. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's surrounded by water. And they speak German there. <laughs> um but yeah, like there there's this kind of like vague European thing because I think from the perspective of America and other countries when talking about one specific policy, there's probably a European country that might have like a better or nicer version of that law, but it's not the same country. Like the NHS is pretty admirable, but like Ireland's labor rights are better than the UK's labor rights because we never had like Thatcher. Um, and then you can be like, oh yeah, Sweden has pretty good like housing projects, but like they'll fucking murk you if you smoke weed. You will fucking die. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, Germany's got, like, uh, they've got that whole Obamacare insurance thing figured out. I was like, yeah, but, like, about 10,000 people a year fall through the cracks, and it's, like, it, it it's not good. And, like, also that whole thing happened when... That's the uh, best Ga- thing you could say about Germany, is that, oh, Germany has a horrible healthcare system. <laughs> I, I don't know what people, yeah, what people see. Like, <laughs> I, 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 okay, from my perspective, it's like... We have Berlin where they're like willing to burn down a car if you raise the rent. It was like, that's nice from someone who's been pushed out of his country because of high rent prices. I like that. But like at the same time, you have, um, I'm trying to think of what, oh yeah, the other example of like American and also just English speaking world in general, conflation of like all of Europe was when gay marriage was legalized in Germany. And the response was, I thought it was already legal in Germany. um yeah so there's because things like that oh that like i actually that's another good example of like gay marriage was like largely spearheaded by southern europe uh as like a thing when it first started happening like yeah there was the netherlands but then it was like spain portugal and uh, things like that so yeah like th- it's the whole problem of flattening europe in general into like this one kind of blob that gets to be whatever you want it to be the the, the rise in the states does this as well of just like oh we'll find something bad in one european country and then expound it to the rest of it gay healthcare yes exactly but lines and lines and lines because of you know gay satanist healthcare in europe uh the no the lines are so long they're going into the no-go zones (laughs) (laughs) oh no if you if you join the line at the wrong time you will be forcibly converted to islam um (laughs) but the so going back to sweden and kind of what happened though when everyone was kind of like reporting it's good that they aren't doing a lockdown and before i go into the too much the negative i think there's one thing that might sweden might benefit from this which is I guess they won't run the risk of, like, the creeping authoritarianism. Because, like, one of the risks everyone's talking about is when the coronavirus is gone, like, when we're out the other side of this, then we all have to kind of just, like, hope that the authoritarian measures that have been put into place go away. Like, Yeah, in the middle of, like, maybe the bi- one of the biggest recessions, like, in world yeah. history. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's the whole thing. Like, one of the things I found out recently that kind of blew my mind, I don't know if any of you have been to the UK, but, like, whenever you go to, like, the UK, like, especially if you land in the airports or if you're in London, you'll see the police, like, holding basically Uzis, like, tiny machine guns. And as someone who comes from a place where there is, like, no armed police force, I'm just like, this is wild. And then I found out recently that was only brought in for the London Olympics, and it was meant to go away as soon as it was done. But then when the London Olympics left, they were like, actually, we're just going to keep it. Um, so I think 
Sweden might have protected itself from that of just like we've introduced all these measures and then we all have our fingers crossed that they'll go away afterwards by not doing a lockdown or not doing anything they might have prevented that but still this comes at like a weird cost which is first of all they were all being very smug about this at the beginning okay like maybe one of the biggest exports of corona culture um mm-hmm. other than the political machinations whatever just like something that like like a new thing that people can do is yeah. it is like a fucking uh nitrous boost uh for being smug like yeah. you can yell at people for not wearing their masks you can yell at people oh, yeah. for uh like it's just just something that's like not i don't know not doing something uh wh- whatever you can dream up and it's and it's like fucking like not doing the crowd like like it's their fault for spreading coronavirus or something um yeah. i do I mean, like, right like i do like the the reactions that i've had from people in the u-bahn because now you know there's like mask and flecht, uh required yeah. in stores and on the u-bahn um and there was just like on the very first day of it uh there was a lady who was just like um like making a big deal that she had to wear it and was just mm. like she didn't even have it on right. Like her fucking nose was poking out. Like my like like bullshit that it was like too warm for her or whatever the fuck she was complaining about. And then she like threw a fit and like wanted everyone to fucking look at her and then she took her mask off and was expecting like some fucking like applause from people that she was the one who fucking stood <laughs> up against the mask inflation. Well then everyone just ignored her because she's a fucking idiot. And if you see people like this in public, please bully them. Be mean hmm. to them. Cough in their face. I don't care what you do. Make them feel uncomfortable and make them like, like, yeah. I mean, I know that then Rob just said don't do that, but I'm of the much, <laughs> like, I'm of very much of the other opinion because it's something so fucking easy to do. And um, maybe this thing goes into like, you know, uh, the observations of then what's been going on in Germany since then. But, um, Germans are the biggest fucking little babies on the face of the earth. I mean, just Europeans in general. I do not know how, like, Nazism spread in this country. <laughs> like, after seeing how big of pussies everyone is about fucking wearing a mask, for Christ's sake. Like, oh, God. I'm sorry. So, well, if the party just comes back and says you don't have to wear masks, like, that's it. That's how it spread. I, but, I guess, yeah. But, so here, here's the thing, Nick. I would bet... Later that day, when, when like this didn't work, like there wasn't like a big slow clap for her for taking off the mask. She, because it's what's, what's more important rather than like, like following this rule or that rule is the ability to be smug. So she was being smug about not wearing the mask. So she probably went home and was like, damn, that didn't work. And now she's just like a mask crusader. Like, where the fuck is your mask? Like going up to people. Like, like, no, no, no. She kept, she kept going on. She kept going on about like, I'm cool. Yeah, she kept going on about then how she didn't believe that coronavirus is real or whatever, too, after she just took the mask off. She was, like, mm-hmm. making grunts and loud noises and then took the mask off and then was, like, again, yeah, expecting the applause and then kept going on about, it's not even real, it's not even real. So there was a, there was a, she was, she, she was having a soapbox moment that just no one recognized. I just think it's a very flexible position uh, that I'd like to see develop further. Because then, like, that also feeds into what uh, um, I think we were getting into with the Swedish uh, people who are just like, yeah, man, we're just better, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, like, the, the one, one of the lines that was constantly coming out of, like, Swedish media was that Europe had, um, Europe was having, like, a hysteria epidemic. That was their response. 
And like that wasn't like any kind of official response, but it was like a line that was coming up from like you know, kind of like more Swedish like rag press and like entertainment media rather than like official news. And it's like sure, maybe that's happening, but also a whole bunch of Italians have died. This is like a very weird and terribly glib thing for you to say, Swedish media. Fuck you. (laughs) Um, Because like for anyone who doesn't know actually what's going on in Sweden is they haven't done a lockdown. Um, Unlike what like Boris Johnson was doing at the beginning, they do have the officials in government saying, if you feel sick, stay the fuck home. Uh, If you can't work from home, work from home. Like they, they are doing the same like, advisory stuff that like every other government in Europe is doing, but they're not enforcing a lockdown. Um, And I think also with that comes the shitty thing of like, they aren't going to do any kind of uh, redistributive measures after all of this. Like there's no, if a business isn't forced to close, then there isn't no like, like handout from the government to tide you over and shit. But so they're like having this kind of like, oh, everyone in, in Europe has kind of lost their mind. This is just like a slightly worse version of the flu. We can get through this, blah, blah, blah. Um, there was also this thing. There's like this weird article. I think it was the New York Times who said this about like the Swedes understand that their economy is tied to their social welfare state. So if the economy suffers then the social welfare suffers. Um, so they're like, it's your duty to go out and buy your fucking like cardamom danish like zimschnecke uh so that you can like support the economy and all the homeless people or something it was a very strange kind of argument well that's a classic form of like just being able to rationalize whatever you're doing as like good (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like sweet in general though sweden is not in in a in a good position to handle this um i found actually recently that uh, the Heritage Foundation had a little lovely report in uh, 2012 about Sweden. Yeah, good friends, the Heritage Foundation. So, okay, they found this and thought it was really good, but it's still an important piece of information. The Heritage Foundation doing a report on European economies found that um, Sweden was the... uh, Okay, here's the exact quote. No country has privatized and deregulated public services as fast as Sweden. Sweden has risen up the ranking faster than any developed economy since 1996. Um, basically, what there was is there was like a right-wing government in power since 2006 to 2014 that like started selling off various parts um, of the healthcare like system, as well as like various hospitals in Stockholm and Helsingborg were all like sold to like the rich, like one of the richest families in Sweden, um, the Vellenberg family who like are involved in healthcare and pharmaceuticals, just been buying hospitals and I think shuttering them or putting them into private hands, uh, like private healthcare system. And basically since then, there's been like a, a left-wing government that has uh, left-wing nominally, like the social Democrats center left party of Sweden have basically done nothing to reverse any of these cuts that happened then. And that's now, yeah, that's big. Like, uh, for, for, for the heritage foundation to, to see you and be like, I, I've seen you deregulating, like much respect. <laughs> like that's, that's something. the heritage foundation, like their DMS are full of like aspiring small, uh, like 
um, maybe like city governments that are like, Hey, please, like I've been grinding so hard. I've been like selling off all of, all of our public assets to like my friends and private companies. Like, please, like just a shout out Heritage Com- Foundation, please. People are DMing them. Like, how many likes for you, for you to like retweet me? And they're like, uh, I love my favorite thing with the Heritage Foundation is the like yearly, like world's freest countries, but it only goes by which economies are the freest. And, uh, and was, like, was the Heritage Foundation? Or no, I think it was Cato actually, where one of the factors was like, "Are you allowed to have sex with your cousin?" And 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 how free the state was. <laughs> no, 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 no. Heritage Heritage Foundations was def is is just strictly on economic freedom. And I mean that is economic freedom, but all right. <laughs> and uh, I remember one year, I forget was it two thousand five or two thousand six or something like that. Um, Iraq was like number one. <laughs> hey, you know math doesn't lie. No, like it was. Uh, I mean, Iraq now is like very much no longer, uh, you know, holding that top spot. But it was always funny because Chile was always super high. Um, of I course. don't think Chile needs an intro of just how fucking just fucked that economy is. And um, yeah, I mean, Iraq was obviously number one there because you know you and all your best friends uh, can form a PMC and can do whatever the fuck you want. Like during that short period of time. <laughs> Um, between the years of 2003 to like what 2007 or whatever the fuck it was, yeah, good shit, good good, good people shit. doing doing God. Much respect it. to Sweden. Like finally, the hard work pays off. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so like, so at the beginning of the 90s, about like 50 field hospitals existed with 10,000 hospital beds, 900 intensive care, and like since then, I think the most recent survey was. Um, Oh, my God. Here's something actually for you. Here's a good piece of information. In the early 2000s, as a part of cuts, 7.4 million face masks were burnt in Sweden. (laughs) 30% of those masks were fully functional. The remaining 70% just needed the filter replaced. So these are those, like, ones with the little, um, like, mechanical... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the exact name for them, but fucking hell. But Um, why, like... (laughs) Does that save money? <laughs> no, the they're they're doing the whole fucking like Chanel or Louis Vuitton thing that in other in in order to keep the price up, they have to they burn all their like leftover inventory that doesn't sell mm. because if you've ever noticed, there's no like clearance things. There's never have sales. Yeah, so yeah. that's what Sweden did is that they're like, oh, these are so fucking valuable. It's like we a forest, to, and you yeah. have to burn the old so the new can grow. <laughs> it's healthy. From Anime Sopranos. When I'm not being thinking that I've just quit and then being pulled back in, I like to donate $5 to Corner Spatey. So does Ned. You can donate $5 every month and you will get two bonus episodes at the least, as well as a bunch of drawings. Oh, that's really good stuff. So does ne data bio. I didn't watch enough of the show for reference material. Notice me, therapist senpai. (laughs) 
So, uh, yeah, what, what other what other stuff are we talking about? You went to some protests, Rob, right? I have been to two anti-lockdown protests. Nice. I am well on my way. When I when I go to ten, then I get a free Grundgesetz. <laughs> I saw people I saw. leaving the Grundgesetz like in random parts. Like uh, someone left them in in my Edeka down the street <laughs> from me, and I wanted like I don't. I don't under. I mean, maybe it's because I come from like Rob and I are from a country that has maybe one of the dumbest constitutions in the world. Mm. But um, I do not understand this obsession with this dumb fucking document that is not that special. Germany's Germany's constitution is not that great. It's longer mm. than other constitutions, but I, I get when Germans say to me, "It's like, oh, well, you know, our constitution is great because it came after Nazi Germany." It's like, yeah, and there's much like leftover laws from Nazi Germany still in it. So like, yeah. you that, that's not a good sign. Where at least the U.S. is is like it was bad from the start. It can only get like you know, I don't know, like, uh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I like I like the idea that uh, Nick is just walking around uh, Edeka doing some shopping, and someone comes up to him, maybe bumps into him by accident, and then like, oh, I'm sorry, and they're like, hey man, you look lost. Maybe you should try reading this and just hands you a copy <laughs> of the Constitution. I'd get, I would. Do, I would get so mad. I would. <laughs> oh God! Like I saw a lot of those people um, <laughs> when I was out. And you know, much respect because I'm sick of the like hip hop style meditating people who are listening to you know like deep trance music, five hour mixes. Uh-huh. These kind of like lunch pail, meditate, no music copy of your favorite Kungazettes in front of you. They're, they're meditating about the real things, you know? None of this bullshit like Buddhism or like, you know, the problems of being and consciousness. No. A shitty, like, yeah, like tinged with the Nazi era laws, like uh, anti-communist yeah. constitution and a set of fundamental rights. That's the real <laughs> shit, man. That still just reminds me of like... um I'm still very embarrassed about this, uh, that, uh, Yulia and I went to an, on, like the very first Ontaiba demonstration. Mm. A lot of Ontaiba yeah. signs there actually. Oh, Everyone's yeah, fighting yeah, yeah. over what it I might be. I believe that. Um, and, uh, like I said, I, I repent for my sins. I am sorry. I'm sorry that I, that I went to one Ontaiba thing. It, I, to be very <laughs> fair, I only went because it was, it was an event and I got drunk at it. I did not go for solidarity. <laughs> I hope that that is, I mean, I, that is clear. <laughs> but there was like the the German Greens were there with yeah. um a massive cutout of the Quincassettes. <laughs> like that's so sad instead of like scabby the rat they just have like a 40 foot tall Grundgesetz yeah it was so around. it was so pathetic again like i said i did not go because i thought it was a good protest i went because a friend mm. of ours had a music box that they were going around with and they i was getting free beer out of it it was uh nice uh, i obviously know that it was a bad movement that a lot of good left-wing organizations did not take part in because it was so bad um like mm, for example makes- the gray wolves were allowed to take part in fucking one time <laughs> good job well that's the, the, the gray wolves good. and the greens have a uh Lovely link, <laughs> lovely history. In Sweden, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it you, all comes together. If it makes you feel better, Nick, uh, I did go to um, uh, one. So, like the some Endergalender group 
um, people I knew, they're like, yeah, there's going to be a protest. It was in Hamburg. And they're like, yeah, there's this protest um, on Friday afternoon this March. And I went mm. and it was like a mixed group of like Ende Galenda and the Fridays for Future and people and stuff were there. So a lot of like, you know, like high school aged or younger people. And I was walking and it was kind of a big group. And then they were stopped and then they, they did the Kunkebung. Then all of a sudden, like everyone started getting on the ground, and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm in the middle of a die-in." Oh and no! I had to, I had to, <laughs> I had to die-in because I, I was, I didn't want to be an asshole. So, <laughs> yeah. oh god! All right, yours, I got, yours, I, I, yours I got, is I got, far I got died in on. I got fucking yeah. dabbed on by by yeah. high schoolers. I, I have to, I have to think that's how like the majority of die-ins work. It's just like social pressure, yeah. And, like it's just like one person there who wants to do it, and then. The rest it's, of like, it's like, like the oh, wave. I guess everyone else is doing it's it. It's like the wave at sports events. You never know how it's yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I actually, I, I've been trying to start die-ins at my when I go to a you know a sporting event. I just lie <laughs> on the ground and wait for everyone else to join me. Um, I do, I do want us though. Uh, like I said it in, in the beginning part of this episode, uh, you know, if we are going to have flash mob style things, have it be what Pame did in Greece. That's cool. Yeah. You know, got to make it look like a North Korean gymnastics, you know, thing. Again. Uh, about five hundred union activists in Lisbon also did the same thing exactly. as uh, as Greece. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, this is the future. You see, what Southern Europe is is nothing but good ideas. <laughs> and fascism but ignore the second part <laughs> nothing but good ideas except for the bad ideas ignore those oh <laughs> uh, yeah um so yeah you, you went to rob um i want for anyone who didn't see your live stream can you describe the like mood in the air what people were doing at the the first protest was like what saturday last week yeah well okay so this is an ongoing thing um i yeah. want to share a little bit of the history and the players <laughs> with you guys um, but first uh-huh. i will share my personal experience so i yeah. went i saw i think this week like yesterday we're recording this on saturday and there's actually another one today that i didn't go to and i even heard when i was walking around yesterday mayday um mm. People were like the the police were like way more active. Like uh, everything was blocked off. Um, they were like clearing a huge perimeter, and even some people who like came into town who are like like this is their like Saturday afternoon like outing. They're like coming yeah. in with a few beers, and they're like, "What's going on, man? Like like we can't even do anything." And they're like, "No, nah, man, you got to come back tomorrow, thirty minutes earlier. That's when the real party's going down. Like it's a secret warehouse party." Um, uh, so that was. The fifth, this is the fifth week. And last okay. week was the fourth week, I believe. And the third week was when it really like got big in the news. Um, mm. like, and that's when I read about it and I was like, I'm kind of curious what's going on here. I live in Berlin. <laughs> I can do a little shoe leather reporting. So yeah, so I went in the fourth week and basically, um, you, you, wherever you are in many parts of the world, you probably have something similar going on. Um, mm. It takes different forms in different places, but it's a right wing, vaguely right wing. Okay, no, no, no. I'll start with uh, coronavirus is probably a hoax, according to them. So okay. That's the number one thing. Uh, no one there is mm-hmm. wearing masks. <laughs> <laughs> Even the people who don't seem to be saying anything, like they're kind of just there with their bike, like chilling, hanging out. They're yeah. masks. I think, I think, Rob, I think it's fair to say that probably most people listening to this have seen the like Michigan 
protests, like the American yeah. ones, you could probably do a good compare and contrast there. Dude, those those it. protests have reached such, such a weird level that, that now they're just like holding signs in German that say Arbeit macht frei. <laughs> yeah, they are. And it's t- I don't know, like, what... I mean, I'm normally not one to say something that then, like, damn, like, the simulation's gotten crazy, but, like, damn, the simulation has gotten very crazy right now. I have to... I, I just have to hope that's, like, one of their teenage children who's, like, on TikTok, just like, I've got a good protest sign for you, Mom. And then, like, there is, like, a, a, a kind of, like, do-it-for-the-vine kind of attitude going on there. That that person who's holding up the Arbeit and Max Fi poster is like definitely being filmed by their teenage child just snickering away well, being like I'm looking good well the thing about it is that that they, they actually like so i don't know if you guys are very much aware of like the like this like the weird like navy seal self-help books okay like the guy's name is is uh jocko something or whatever he's really big with like just dudes who are like libertarian who just don't know dick about politics and like joe rogan like mm. it's that type of mind palace. Jordan Peterson, same mind palace. He has his whole thing is 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 Abit Mafkai that like work nice. work sets you free. And it's I just think that they are just dumb and they don't know what they're saying. Except for of course the person <laughs> who writes it in German obviously does. But we were seeing that them beforehand the signs of them being just like, Oh yeah, work makes you free, work makes you free, work makes you free. And this is like there are like Dennis Prager fucking Prager U videos about this shit. You know, mm. that like that not only is work a sense of fulfillment, but then, you know, it does like there's a there's an, a liberating aspect of working. Um, but no, I did not expect to see the next level of that, which is like, oh, yeah, by no fucking irony anymore. No fucking like uh, uh, sugarcoating it. We, we we just want this. <laughs> um, I, have, I have two points. So first, yeah. um, we, we make fun of Germans a lot on this program. So I want to say something. That is one of the most American things that is just mind blowing. Uh, Americans love calling people Nazis, calling things Nazis, calling people <laughs> Hitler, literally anything you can think of. Like it do, didn't yeah. even like when I saw that it didn't even phase me because there was another one with like a swastika on top of Nancy Pelosi, and I'm like, yeah, that's normal. Obama with a <laughs> Hitler mustache, like it is. It is one of the great American pastimes mm. to just like call anything Hitler. They're like. I mean, it's a meme. They're like, damn, this is literally Hitler or whatever. Like, it, it, yeah, is, yeah. it is like, I, I honestly don't know how it compares to other countries, but like, I feel like in the US, you learn I mean, like a little bit in school and then just in popular consciousness, like everyone knows, like talks about the Holocaust or something. And like the Nazis, like, damn, they killed a lot of people, a lot of Jewish people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so everyone just uses that for their own. Yeah, it's, people it's, are just it's like, because <laughs> it's because the US took the fucking L after every other time in history. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it does justify for, for a lot of sides, like it, it justifies like perfect interventionism. They're like, what if there's a Holocaust? We got to go. Yeah. That's why we're doing the Gulf of Tonkin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You'll thank me later. (laughs) But no, but honestly, we don't Tonkin this Gulf, then there might be a Holocaust. All of this makes sense. (laughs) Does anyone else smell toast? (laughs) What is Samantha Powers on this? uh... Um, but like that is like it's honestly just in the air like I understand people look at it and I'm sure they're like a lot of these people are arch conservatives and would probably be enthusiastic participants in some kind of fascist project but I can't quite call them Nazis because 
that's like just everyone does that <laughs> like on like on all sides like I mean, trump it, is hitler it is, it Obama's is so hitler. weird though just seeing people like unironically coming out though with the fucking and not the nancy pelosi swastika ones like people actually coming out with the fucking like nazi like war flag um, well, so i i think that, that gets to my second point which is we have a critical problem of everyone trying to be really epic <laughs> um, this is connected to the fact that too many people are online, too many mm-hmm. boomers are online. Uh-huh. And like you can't be epic online anymore. You can't like roast anybody. You can't like ratio some loser who has a bad take because like there will be like masses. Like the fucking like I don't know, like the fucking orcs attacking Helm's Deep of like sixty five year old boomers calling you a Hitler for something on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Like you ever like two, not only like way more than two can play at that game. And like, I do think this has bled over into reality where they're just, yeah, they're like, well, of course I'll just put Abba and Mach Fry on, on my, uh, on my sign. Cause it's more evocative than just like putting Hitler mustache on uh, Chuck Schumer <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. But so uh, all I that mean, said, like, yeah, you, you yeah, go. but which is just one thing, just to your thing about not like like that that uh, the online thing is that you're absolutely right in that of that. Then um, I've been seeing uh, Joey Salads posting more and more and more lately, and I totally forgot that he just all he does is gets dunked on on Twitter, but then just it comes at the other end completely unscathed. You know, mm. like, you're right. Like, it does, like, you cannot do that. You can post as many pictures as you want of fucking Joey Salads pissing in his own mouth and wearing a fucking Nazi uniform. <laughs> um, and nothing will Which happen. We all have in a folder in our desktop. Don't worry. Yeah. If you're, I mean, if, like, it, like, that photo is about as common as the pig pooping on balls. Uh, mm, good balls photo. pick. I love that. Is, if, yeah, um, that's, that's a classic. If Just the Joey Salads the pissing masses. in his mouth. If, if the MAGA like people on Twitter are like the orcs, Joey Salads is like that one Urukai that Eric Warren keeps yeah. firing oh, the yeah, arrows yeah, yeah. at, and he's just like, oh, <laughs> oh, keeps running, keeps running. <laughs> they yeah. fucking gets your ass. Nothing, nothing uh, will harm him. So I anyway, that was a long digression, but I think that like the literally occupying like um, the state house, like holding guns, and especially the like liberate X. It's a much more aggressive mm. tone, I think. Even if it's just like 200 people and what the fuck are they going to do? I understand all that. But the tone is much more aggressive than the German protests. Because I think the German protests, it's similarly in the sense that like there's some people out there like Merkel or Bill Gates or something who are like imposing some coronavirus hoax on you for X, Y, and Z reason. Mm. Those general outlines are the same, but it's all very abstract. It's all very like this is... um the this is a dictatorship. This is the um Gazette, so I guess they can also do the, the Nazi stuff. Um yep. it's all very like we must defend democracy, like this concept of democracy. Where I feel like in the US it is more clearly just like uh I'm protecting my guy Trump against your guy, like fuck you. Like it's much more just like mm. territorial. Um there's still a battle of ideas, if you will, going on in uh <laughs> going on on the uh, Berlin streets. Oh God! Um, yeah, so uh, I need to mention it's at the Volksbühne in Berlin. Uh, for those okay. of you who don't know, the Volksbühne is a very famous uh, building, fam- very famous theater. Um, was it built by the SPD? Maybe you know more, Nick. Um, I don't know who built it, but it was like 
It was famous because it was like the theater for the people. I mean, it's called the People's Theater. And mm. I've never actually seen a, seen a show there, but like it doesn't have like luxury seating. It's designed so that all the seats are like good. And it's like, it always, it was, it was like when people talk about how the, the SPD in the late 1800s had like a, like developing like a parallel society of culture and things for the working class, like the Volksbühne was an example of that. So it has this long range history. Um, now in Berlin, there are other kinds of, um, like, left-wing theaters i mean you know brecht all that but like yeah. Volksbühne was is the oldest symbol um i know recently in like two or three years ago there was a like occupy the Volksbühne protest because of a change in leadership oh yeah because um, they were getting uh what's his name the head of the uh uh he was a former head of some british museum who wanted to make it into like a modern theater thing right and just oh. like doing yeah, theater god, stuff god damn it yulia why are you not on this episode she knows all the details about that but yeah um <laughs> yeah so he wanted to make it into like some like internationalist not not internationalist in a good sense but just like in like a, a touristy sort of weird right. um thing which berlin already has enough of those dumb things and the Volksbühne yeah, has a exactly. good um relatively good left-wing history i would say um yeah but yeah. so i will say but the reason it's in front of the Volksbühne isn't because of the current director. It's because a former director is part of this group, Demokratischer Widerstand, who called for the protests. Mm. Are they so, related to Jungen Widerstand? Because that would be cool. Press that in the chat. Oh, that'd be so cool. Fucking just like <laughs> Maoist <laughs> boxing clubs just fucking go to <laughs> Volksbühne. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. So it's I, 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 okay. So I, I need to ask Rob because you yeah. made me Google this beforehand. But how the fuck is House Bartleby fucking related to that? Here, this. <laughs> so when I first learned about it, uh, I read about there was a you know, and so um, the first um, like I, I even tweeted a, a link to the Tagesspiegel article, mm-hmm. and they talk about there's a QAnon person there, someone with a Trump 2020 sign. Nice. I will say just parenthetically, like. I, it was not very like, there were not like big groups of people like, yeah, we're the fucking Trump people and this is what we're going to do. It was like, maybe there, there was a good number of people doing their meditation. So again, they, they bring a nice blanket, sit yeah. cross-legged and the blanket also serves, I think, to like social distance, you know, so it also that like taking up space thing. So you sit yeah. on your blanket. Some people drew and chalk a square around them. You sit and you meditate with a copy of the Grundgesetz in front of you. Um, I didn't notice, but one of those guys even had this like neo-Nazi band shirt on. So I, I can't always pick up on those things in the moment because of my oh. lack of <laughs> German culture. But I was uh, informed of that afterwards. Jesus Christ. Um, so th- they, they were a solid number and they were spread all around. Um, but of the people like standing, only like five to 10% actually like had a thing. Like they're signed about 5G, trying to start okay. some chant. Um, mm-hmm. I did see a few people um, who like were like being carried away by cops and being very loud, and like there was there was like this one woman who was like kind of short with like glasses being and like screaming something and being carried like towards the Volksbühne, and I and I just think like I'm sure she's some like alt right influencer who I'm gonna like know like everything about within the next two years and I had that feeling like the beginning of a movie like this character is important. <laughs> there were people like that, but they were very like individual. And then the, there were most of the people were just kind of standing around, like no mask, maybe with their bike, just like, so who's going to say something? I'm just kind of hanging out here. <laughs> anyone, <laughs> anyone want to do the thing? So 
I like the. Very, um, I, I, I really out. like. I really like that they brought their bike with them. Yeah, you know that's real. Like extreme German inconvenience at demonstrations is like, oh, I'm in a massive like <laughs> five thousand people. I'm gonna bring my bike with me. Oh, I hate those people so much. If anyway. you're yeah, if you go to a demonstration, don't bring your bike. Just you know, just <laughs> so I, I got distracted. Advice. So House Bartleby. <laughs> yeah. So the people who organized this, and now another caveat I should say is both weeks I was there, the area, and I don't think this is true in the first three weeks, but by the week four it was, the area immediately around the Volksbühne was blocked off. And I believe, I'm not 100% sure, I believe that there was a counter demonstration at the, immediately around the Volksbühne because there were signs about how like the Volksbühne is not yours to protest, leave no one behind, those kind of things. Nice. And so they kind of like took the immediate Volksbühne space and then everyone was just in the street in front of the Volksbühne. So it was a little complicated. Yeah. Um, but again, so there, there's a group called, uh, Demokratische Widerstand. Um, mm-hmm. they just seem to publish a newspaper. That's it. Um, what exactly they believe in, I don't know, <laughs> but, um, definitely the, some the of the position if they have oh, a newspaper. Oh, God damn it. Is, uh, you, know what, you know what? I just realized it. Oh, what? This is the German version of the resistance. <laughs> oh, that's so lame. Like, I mean, wait, okay, ex- explain. Just their name, their whole thing. These like well-to-do, like left libs or whatever, and that it's just going to end up being just like there is like like there is no ideology around it, and it's just the only thing that then I guess is different in the U.S. is that then the resistance is just being, you know, uh, taken by anyone who then is like I'm with her, this and that and that because it again like you know. You know how perfect that neoliberalism is. It's just like its lack of ideology means it can like form into anything. And this is kind of like, in its lack of whatever the fuck it is, it's become like a weird neo-Nazi protest sort of thing. <laughs> Actually, Nick, I think you're exactly right. Because now that I think about it, because what doesn't line up is the exact, but what doesn't line up are the cultural differences. But of course, like things take their like, yeah. you know, local difference. So in the mm-hmm. US, the great medium of the resistance is like, you know, the slate podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, their, their medium blog, um, their Lenny letter, whatever it might be. Like that is the great medium that, that those are the great works of art of the resistance in Germany, uh, where there's this, you know, maybe it's a little more, there's, there's, it's not as uh, provincial, if you will, as the American style that in Germany, the resistance is like, we are doing great performance art here to resist. <laughs> It's so lame. But it is the same energy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm looking forward to the like German federal election in like October of twenty twenty six where like all these people have like are angrily shouting on Twitter that we need to back the new like green leader who has sexually assaulted the other new green leader. <laughs> Kieran, I um uh, do not speak these things into existence. <laughs> I can't help it. It's going to happen. I've seen Kieran, it. It's my Germany. Do you know how many green leaders have fucking sexual assault allegations on them? <laughs> it's either none or a lot. Yeah. That's another topic. That's, uh, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know, and you're exactly right. It's either one or the other. You wouldn't ask unless the number was really high or really low. Yeah, there, was a, there was like a... Okay, so it was obviously blown out of proportion by like, especially like their enemies, the right wing. But they're like, when the Greens were starting in the 70s, because they were like, hey, we're like the new kind of politics. Anyone can join. There was a like a not insignificant group of like 
pro pedophile like oh yeah yeah, 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 love, yeah, yeah. the new left had that <laughs> everywhere in it too like let yeah. us not forget that like satsuka wrote extensively no. about how like there should be no age limit towards love and shit or like not even love no. fucking like just sexual intercourse like all right but again cultural oh, relativism yeah, 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 like yeah. that that's that's the french resistance come on <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> it was everywhere like it legit and i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not saying it was then like I'm not justifying it or, you know, again, yeah, cultural relativism or whatever. Um, the the Americans are like, I can't buy my lawn fertilizer. The French philosophers are like, I can't see my <laughs> my, my boy lover that I keep trapped somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's trapped in my other house and I'm, I'm quarantined I mean, in this Rob, one. Rob, Rob, remember, Rome, Athens, Jerusalem, what do those all have in common? <laughs> boy love. My, like, a, a French philosopher, like, you know, because you, you write down your excuse about, like, what you're doing. And he writes down, like, going to see my boy lover in my other, in, in my warehouse. <laughs> yeah. And the police no, I'm, like, I'm, just, I'm sorry, that's not an essential reason. Like, he really, like, the, 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 the French philosopher just, like, spends, you know, like, about two hours getting from his Parisian, like, apartments to his lovely summer home on the, like, Riviera. Um, you know, all the while contaminating everyone in every village along the way with COVID-19, like, <laughs> resulting in thousands of deaths. And then he, as soon as he gets in the door, just, like, slumps down into his sofa and just, like, exasperates, like, this long sign. It's like fuck i left my boy over back in my prison <laughs> apartment and he does I, the whole thing again i know i know we've we've trashed on uh on the the media system um but but there were very uh interesting investigations into like you know in, in america all the new yorkers like fleeing and infecting countrysides like about all yeah. of the paris pedophiles infecting all of the like rural areas of france because they just left en masse when coronavirus started i mean this it's, is it's, honestly like- it's not talked about enough Oh, that's what they're doing. That's what exactly what's happening in Russia at the moment. <laughs> it's just like um, every like everyone from Moscow and St. Petersburg are leaving to their like tiny shack that they have in their summer home in like a in like a tiny village, like eighty kilometers outside of any urban center. And like everyone's being so hostile to me. And then like the end of the report is just like, oh, by the way, this village is like just does not have a hospital. So if anything happens here, they're all fucking dead. <laughs> Okay, um, that was a tangent, but House Bartleby yes. is what you asked about. House Bartleby. There, there was a segue, and it said House Bartleby, um, again, they're basically the same thing as Demokratische Widerstand. There's three names here to know. Uh, Anselm Lenz, he is a journalist. Mm. Uh, he wrote yes. for Tats and Welt. Um, I would encourage uh, everyone to Google Anselm Lenz to, get, to see what he looks like, or Google House Bartleby, um, mm. because then you see the whole cast. And some lenses got really creepy vibe on it. I, I earlier I said in like one of the pictures I said he looked like an evil version of Rob, and I take that back. That I'm seeing more pictures in other other angles, and he's he looks less like Rob and more <laughs> like more like a long lost Malfoy. If mm. I'm going to do the Harry Potter reference, mm, yes, he looks like a mix of Draco Malfoy and um, Bjorn Hooker. Mm, like i'm looking forward to him playing the new doctor who it's kind of like the the vibe i get from him especially in this one picture i see with a pencil in his mouth while holding another pencil yeah and he one is, of his he eyebrows is raised he's like he's he's the actually quite uh appropriately he is the german justin murphy like he's just doing a photo shoot about how like yeah i'm trad now look how cool i look um that was a very niche joke all right yep <laughs> if you know you know um, okay, so he used to write for Tots and Veds, and like I said, he's like right-wing trad. I don't know. He's a great artist now or something. Um, mm-hmm. There's a former 
this article says owner of the Volksbühne, but I thought he was a director. Hendrik Sodenkamp, and then an activist, Batseba Ndiaye. I don't, I've, I've heard the least about her. I've just seen her name in this article. Um, mm. So those three are associated with both House Bartleby and Demokratische Widerstand. House right. Bartleby, um, I think we have to put this photo in the show notes, but they appear to just be incredibly um, pretentious group of friends. I'll make that the cover photo on our new wonderful website, oh, OperationGlad.io. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Um, I, w- what do you guys think? Like They, they like, just appear to be... Yeah, they um, like hang out in this like villa in Neukölln. Like, it's, it's, there, is nothing, there is nothing more pretentious in the city than that. Is that you get... Um, like you have some like piece of property which they do, um, that is mm. unobtainable by anyone. Like, uh, look at just like the things in like Rixdorf and whatnot. Like they're cute and quaint and this and that and that, and they're really old. But do not look up the prices of how much an apartment is. And, like what are these things? They they like you can't afford it. So they try yeah. to like they do this very Berlin thing of like oh we're in this cool area of town, um. They must have like some just flow of money that then like or just someone's letting them use that building for whatever reason it is. They also hang out at Kona Park as like at those. Uh, is that what you were talking about earlier? The, yeah, like, that's what I was talking about. The the, the restaurant underneath that then's also very like, yeah, well to do and posh, and it is very like, um, yeah, I don't know, gentrification to like the max of like yeah, well to do libs who like just want to be in a cool area of Berlin and are ruining everything that they fucking touch <laughs> like so so i i i think i can describe the visually for kind of like an international audience because yeah i described anyone, it for everyone who lives in berlin so yeah, yeah, yeah but like so to get an idea what these kind of like vibes these guys put out just visually alone um is they seem like the only people who listen to like those um, swing covers of pop songs, postmodern jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> like the only people who listen to that. Um, they all seem like they do that because like there's a bunch of photos of them here, and they're all like drinking wine and being sophisticated. But they're young; they can't do that. And like, there's this one photo in sepia tone, and God, it's it's all very upsetting because like, as Rob said, there's like a weird kind of like trad vibe about it. They all do. They're all, they all, they look like people who all do like, they look like they do Lindy hop, but they're not even like cool Mm. enough to actually learn how to dance. There's also, they also look like to me the sense of, and again, I'm sorry, this is just going to be like a Berlin only sort of, you know, vibe. I'm giving (laughs) you right now. But if you ever, again, uh, perfect that then that they're a Neukölln thing, a a Neukölln, uh, what is it? Kunst, thingy gemeinschaft um there's always like the sense of if you go to like a cafe in neukölln and you like see young people hanging outside and they're only talking about like the frankfurter schule and how they're like hmm. a fucking you know i hate when that happens <laughs> and you, you you know that when that you like like you know exactly what i'm fucking talking about then it's these people who never got out of that that um uh that fucking, you know, them being 18 and wearing a turtleneck and saying how, like, they just really, like, Adorno just gets their soul. Okay, that's interesting. I, I think I think you're onto something. Because mm. the house Bartleby, again, what are, are they? Are they anti-Deutsch? The, no, oh, no, 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 fuck, no, god quite. damn it. Okay, hang on, hang on. Going back to the Postman jukebox thing, I just found one of their official logos is, like, a very, um, not Art Nouveau, um... What's the Chrysler building? What's that architectural style called? Art Deco. Art Deco. Yeah, they have a very Art Deco logo. 
Nice. Uh, That's fucking sick, dude. Actually, <laughs> I take it back. They're cool now. <laughs> if you ever like, honestly, everyone who like thinks Great Gatsby's cool, you have to respect them. Mm, yeah, it's there very... actually are a lot of twenties uh, like. Uh, what are they called? Flapper parties or something? Like that's a oh, theme Jesus I've been Christ. invited to. A theme of party I've been invited to. Oh no, <laughs> like, they're not your real friends, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually it was people I worked with that it explains it at all. Yeah. So what are what are they? Okay. Yeah, what are so they? I don't know. They're just a uh, like a Verein. They're just a group, <laughs> mm. um, and they say they're an interdisciplinary project. Um, they're called the Center for like uh, rejecting career, a career. They're against a growth and career. They're all trust fund kids. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Zentrum für Karriereverweigerung. So they're against growth and career fetishism of neoliberal. Well, okay, so that's the thing. That doesn't make any sense. Like, what what are you talking about? You're against a career. But in this very, like, narrow academic sense, they're like, we are against the, like, establishment of uh, academia, which a lot of good reasons to be against the establishment of academia. Maybe you want to, like, Put your theories into praxis. But no, they're not against academia for that reason. They're against academia because they prefer their art deco club style. They love like just sitting around reading Adorno, but they just want mm. to do it in their own way. So that's why they reject the career of so like, being a public it, intellectual. It, it seems like they have the auspices of like anti-work. And like anti-work is, I think, a very legitimate aspect of the left. But usually most anti-work aspects of the left have the like plan or at least vision or the vague notion of how that is achieved like you know we institute socialism socialism actually drives for automating everything that's possible and everything that's desirable to be automated while we can all just you know go around and paint and twitch live stream or whatever the fuck oh that'd um, be so cool i'm 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 close <laughs> work now <laughs> yeah I, but like yeah, they have this book sorry i just want to say they have a book uh, a german title i don't know because i've google translated the page already so fuck it uh but they have a book called cancel everything the plea for a lifelong general strike i've been trying to We're, cancel everything <laughs> <laughs> but like an idea of the lifelong general strike just would not work as a transitory Either, strategy like, i'm to, so like, confused they're, oh my like, god they're it's ultra, coming okay they're ultra leftists in such pathetic ways it's like one they're not even good leftists to begin with because we just very clearly like they're just like they're enjoying all the fruits of neoliberal capitalism as in being completely worthless and yet monetizing it somehow um mm. And then the the like weird trot take of like world revolution or whatever protesting for the sake of protesting, which is very German, you know, like in in the the as as, as we've seen with 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 the eruption of, of of protest again with no idea or uh, or or goal in mind, but just then like yep, it's against the Gazettes and and we have to be against that, even though. I don't know. And then, but like the last thing of that too, that then is just so funny to me is like the, yeah, just like the massive, just like ultra leftist take of just like, which is, which is also incredibly German and incredibly left wing. It's just like being against everything because then you can also never be wrong, you know? And that's like, that's Mm. a purely German academic energy. You know, why do, why do Germans like the Frankfurter Schule so much? Because they critiqued everything to the point that critique didn't make any sense anymore. 
you know, it's the purely most neoliberal, like, that's why neoliberals like the Frankfurter Schule so much, because it allows them to exist within the frames of neoliberalism quite well, because it's just a, like, see, you can critique the system by while being within the system, because the Frankfurter Schule were so against revolution, and they were so against the Soviet style of socialism. So, it is like, like, it, it, it is a weird, I hate to use the fucking word, uh, you know, here we are using the word dialectics here. Um, <laughs> but I'm officially a dialectical person. I saw your, your, your new, your new, your new photo on Twitter. It proves it. But it is. Well, I just, no one explained it to me. And it's being able to suck your own dick. That's dialectics. And that's exactly what this is though, right here. Like it really, it really is. It really is being able to just like, you get to like sit back and critique capitalism while then like doing literally nothing about it and then calling to then be against everything is then also then you having to not do anything. You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's so German that it's just it's 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 perfect. They I, found I honestly, the perfect ideology. I honestly feel like we're having some brain brain blasts here. Um, Kieran, you said this right before we started recording. The, hmm. um, this is the German spiked online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Point. I feel like this. I feel like this has to turn into this at some point. Well, I'm in, hoping in the same way that spiked is tinged by the specifically uh, history, the, the specific history of the left in England. Trotsky is sex, blah blah blah. All this. This is tinged by the left in Germany, especially West Germany, with this strange, like, um, kind of, I don't even know what to call it because, okay, so one thing, they call themselves experts on everyday life, which reminds me a lot, a lot of what the situation is we're writing about. And I am a huge, uh, Guy Debord fan, but the Germans constantly just pretend like he just said you can do, be, have fun and do fun things and do art. <laughs> and that's what's cool. Um, which just like, it fucking it's like nails on the chalkboard in my brain but that's exactly who these people are like all the people in the in the 60s who are like i see this revolutionary energy but what if we just like lived in Comuna Ains and didn't do that uh, i don't want to paint with too broad a brush but like that tendency is that like they captured perfectly yeah it's 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 the purest german ideology if only marx could have written about it then instead of when he was writing about hegel uh so anyway so they are um behind the protest in front of the Volksbühne. Now, this, this, this opens an interesting question. Um, a, we know that the right-wing protests in the U.S., for example, and in other countries are highly, high, I mean, they're astroturf um, funded by the right, blown mm-hmm. up by right-wing media, and kind of turned into the center of conversation. Um, what's happening with House Bartleby? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the German spiked. I don't know what that means. Um, but they are so so this week as in yesterday when i went there were a lot more people handing out like the democratic Widerstand little newspaper which i have here somewhere i don't know where i put it <laughs> um so they had more of like a a presence the week before i would say they were much smaller um mm-hmm. and it seems like people i don't know how they got the word out for these other people to come whether like people are like okay this is the protest to go to i'm going to go here it was or through Nazi Discord channels, obviously. I mean, maybe. <laughs> 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 but but you get into the question of like how to protest, right? Like, okay, like let's take all right, let's be dialectical in the way that these people are not being dialectical. Okay. So you have these people who are against everything. And if they represent the purest form of like protest for the sake of protest, how do you, if you want to protest as a means to an end? Because you fucking have a way of looking at the world and you're not just protesting for the sake of protesting. Like, mm-hmm. how do you 
relate to that energy you know what i mean which is and honestly which is why i wanted to go to these protests in particular because as much as they are like dominated by the right wing like and as much as it's a way of um like training all the attention on this particular kind of protest so that other kinds of protests like don't get attention and they're like yeah the only people who are resisting are these people um mm. as much as labor actions that are like slowly like coming up and i mean like there were a bunch of walkouts and strikes yesterday in the u.s on may day um there are like that stuff isn't going to be reported on i mean just by the nature of the media like that's yeah. not there that's why would they do that <laughs> um, <laughs> and like even if you are working you might not even know like about what's going on in something like even somewhat related to you like these things kind of come up out of nowhere all of that said there's still if there's any value in the idea of like seizing a public place and making a public protest maybe there isn't maybe that stuff has been proven to be like mostly meaningless it's not material mm -hmm. it's not rooted in labor actions uh, uh, uh i would say uh, probably not there's uh what is it uh like nick cernick literally has a whole thing exactly about that about how it's like maybe protest is completely useless just a, a little side side yeah, note I, and he's and he's he's a post work Marxist yeah. too, which is also quite interesting how those fit together. So I would say mm. these guys, like, it's it's almost fitting that they are capturing at least in Berlin. Uh, I know there's protests in other parts of Germany. I, I don't know how coordinated they all are. Um, I would say these guys are at least capturing that, like, this is what matters, and almost like demonstrating, like, this is what, like, I don't know, protesting against like a, a public protest, like not rooted in work, but just like in the public sphere. Yeah. Like, this is what it looks like to coronavirus. And like the fact that it is dominated by the right, I would say is a problem. Yeah. Um, well, cause it, 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 I, and maybe this is just because it's like my American perspective at it, but the only way that you can look at this is through hyper individualism, which is a right wing tenant for the most part. Mm. On the, I mean, cause even like the individualism of anarchism that then's a little bit more so than like other, yeah, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's still in the sense of like collective action and whatnot. Yeah. You know, it's not like, this is just vulgar liberalism at its core. Um, which is selfishness and you know there's no other way of putting it like you can't you can't have it be anything else but a right-wing um you know quasi-fascist take because that is the that is the core of those ideologies mm. yeah well okay so um going going into like an actual protest on um on this stuff, I, I did want to kind of shout out one thing that was happening that I'm seeing some media coverage of, but not a, a huge amount. I, I posted it on Twitter, um, but like, sure, fuck it. And I'm going to bring it up again. But like, for anyone who hasn't seen uh, Villeneuve La Carène, La Carène, uh, I wish Yulia was here to pronounce this correctly, a Bonview in France has been really, really kicking off um, in terms of protests. So, like, France has been in like a, you know, one year of uninterrupted yellow vest protests. And like, then there was like about four months of general strikes before the lockdown happened. And very cynical people, including myself, uh, pointed out that like France locked down pretty early. And that was probably the incentive for the government to do so. There was protests happening, very, very big ones. But like, now that anger has gone away and it's very just and it's only getting worse now because France is now technically in a recession and a very, very bad one at that. Um, so this 
Banlieue in France has like started attacking the police. Um, they're like routinely uh, for I think almost a week now have been like just throwing around fireworks at police cars, burning cars and shit like that. Uh, this all started because a cyclist was attacked by the police. Um, it was cycling down the road. The police kind of like opened the door uh, so that he crashed into it and then arrested him. And everyone who filmed that situation was like, you attacked him on purpose. You, like the opening of the car door wasn't like an accident. You opened it to hit the guy. And that has kind of like been the straw that broke the camel's back. Cause I saw this one interview on Euro news with someone who lived in the neighborhood who was telling like talking about how there was this young kid in the building next to him was shot at the police eight times for like not providing ID. And this is all with the backdrop of like various neighborhoods like this one are now becoming way more dependent on like food banks as they've all lost their jobs. And that whole situation is getting very, very tense. And uh, one last little grievance is that every time I fucking watched a clip of this, French media had like had to put a trap beat underneath it. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I do know why it's racialized, but still. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's the that's a kind of like very legit protest and like almost a continuation of all the protests that were happening beforehand in France. And I think Rob said it. I'm not sure if we were recording when he said it, but like you asked about like the protests happening in, you know, Chile. And there was also stuff in Lebanon before before the lockdown, but now also during the lockdown. Yeah, because they have uh, I mean, a lot of the I think Lebanon is a good example because um, mm. I, I don't remember all of it off the top of my head, but like the problems of Lebanon, like they defaulting on their debt um, mm. and they've, uh, there was an agreement. I forget what exactly, but like those problems aren't unique to that country. I mean, it's more extreme, which is what led to the protests last year, which is what led to why there's like something starting again now. But like, mm. that's an example of like those forces that were like went away, co-opted, crushed um, in, in late 2019. Um, like the problems have just got worse, <laughs> yeah. especially under a coronavirus. Yeah, 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 and they're going to get worse when the like full effects of this giant global recession are felt. So, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. it's that's already. Fun. I mean, it's already. Uh, what is it? I read an article this morning too that then like of uh, how Greece is already projected to have a worse recession than two thousand eight, mm. which is great for that country. <laughs> yeah, the the. Uh, FT was reporting that like Spain, Italy, and France have seen the, like this quarter just gone. The first three months of 2020 had seen like the largest shrink ever, yeah, ever like recorded on those three economies. Um, the people who, like the amount of people who have applied for unemployment in Berlin is like also like quadrupled from last year's yeah. numbers. So. The um, so I I think I think there is like one aspect of this though, which is the kind of like slow feeling of it though, because because there's this kind of like lockdown and quarantine stuff happening in a lot of these countries there's i think there's this kind of sense in a lot of people's mind that okay once the once the quarantine's lifted then it's back to normal yeah and like all this stuff that you're hearing about the economy is just a part of that and it will go away once the quarantine's done so there's a good historical example of this that you see within like market economies after world war ii because Mm. remember you're like like total war affects the economy kind of in a similar way if yeah. you look at it that way so um from 
1945 into the 1950s, the United States was like approaching like like it wasn't hyperinflation, but they had a massive thing to couple with uh, to to um. They had a massive problem of like of, of of dealing with their inflation because you literally just had to like halt the economy for the war effort, and then because a market economy that needs to react to these you know the 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 things of when you like you know open up the economy again whether it be for war or you open up the economy during a you know corona crisis or whatever it is, um, like the UK was like uh, uh, in. Uh, like rationing like longer than the Soviet Union was because of this like mm. economic downturn um so it's going to like it like the it, it is kind of like a funny paradox of markets that the markets react quickly however in an example like this it's going to be the complete opposite it may be a year um you know or you know a few months it could be a year it could go on for another decade we just necessarily don't know um because I don't think, like you just said, like the economy's never contracted this quickly um, mm. in such a short amount of time. So, and anyone who's coming yeah. out saying that, then like, oh, even if we just go back to normal, the economy will get back to normal is just a fucking idiot as well. Because it won't. Like yeah. we are in, like again, yeah, like we're going to end up on the other side of coronavirus in a different times, and it does. Uh, like what it means, I, anyone who tells you that that they that that they know what's going to come out of it's a fucking idiot and a huckster and trying to sell you something that's yeah. um, bullshit, you know. Except after coronavirus, you can expect more great content from us. Well, yes, <laughs> of course, tuned. absolutely. <laughs> Everyone except for us is lying to you once is on, on, yeah once again. Yeah. Also, original on, 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 on a complete other note before we leave of just how cool markets are i love how elon musk tweeted tesla stocks into like like just dropping yesterday beautiful yeah. system the fucking king so cool well like he also the, the... tweeted um uh my girlfriend grimes is mad at me <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's just he's just he's just <sighs> I gotta love that like pure free energy on your Twitter account of just like yeah tweet anything. What's a drafts folder? Fuck this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I I love I love the market solutions that are coming out. Uh, particularly the the drive through um, strip club that's now in Portland, Oregon. Oh, the one that then you- like the photos looked like something from fucking Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not gonna lie, that was just- kind of cool. Like, oh yeah, no, absolutely. Just, the photos like, were cool, not the drive through strip club. That's dumb. Like this fucking um, what is it like Cher- like Honda Cherokee driving slowly through like dry ice and topless women wearing gas masks. <laughs> ah, what a world we live so in! Sick. One thing I want to say um, before we just back on the protest stuff is mm. that I think again I think it's worth. I would I would even say that the uh, society is like it's like. The way it's reconstituting itself after coronavirus, um, uh, coronavirus has changed fundamentally, like the relationship to public space, right? Like how you be around people. There's no more mass gatherings for the for, for you know indefinitely. Um, mm. It is changing that, and protest, the like form of protest, again, this like societal general protest rather than specific labor actions. Was already, I guess you could, was already in crisis, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. I don't want to overstate it, but like that 
And so this shock is like, we have to understand like what the new, like what changes are going to happen. Like what kind of protests are going to be allowed, how it's going to relate to like changing um, police state, which we've talked about on the show. Um, you can wear masks now. You're allowed to. Okay. That's cool at least. <laughs> um, but like that is the question. And I think that as a, yeah, as a dialectical counterpoint, the, the, the folks being a protest are kind of fascinating. Uh, I still don't know how to relate to them. I'm still like, why are you all here? Everyone just kind of comes in. You're from not like, going to relate to them, Rob. You're not German. I just, I, and I, <laughs> I, I mean that seriously. You're not. There is. I'm trying to be. You can try as hard as you can. It's the sense that then you will never understand this German mindset. You could live here for for forty years, and there's I don't know. There's like this like weird like 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 white man's burden that Germans have, and this is just like this is it's unique to to this country and it's unique especially to like younger generations and we just see it like act out in different ways like anti-deutsch you can't explain to anyone nor can you become anti-deutsch unless you're german you know like anyone who's anti-deutsch and isn't german or from germany is just you know they're just can you they're just can you really hate germany as much as a german no exactly yeah really <laughs> like it is it is just like it is this 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 bizarre thing of just that like I know that you want to find your headspace and you want to find of like how does this relate to me and I just have to unfortunately break it to you that it never will. You can never be- fully become German, Rob. I'm so sorry. Well, all I wanted to say is that uh online spaces um are definitely part of the shifting sphere of protest, you know. Um yeah. all of the um arguments about how like online activism is meaningless can kind of be applied to occupying space activism. Uh, in the age of like march from point a to point b with police um you know escort um so i definitely think it's worth considering the two hand in hand as the new terrains of uh contemporary protest yeah all right and on that note i think we can bring up uh, another thing to do with online spaces which is <laughs> we, we uh we got a new website. <laughs> Bit of a plug here. Um, yeah, yeah. So thanks for listening again this week. Uh, again, uh, the website, a- uh, operationglad.io. Uh, yes. Like the Americans, we mean it ironically. It's like a Nazi <laughs> sign. It's ironic. Uh, yes, yeah, so we just want to make everyone happy with our funny, funny left-wing European content. Um, maybe, maybe the Americans are like that too, like because we're just like, hey, you should Google Operation Gladio. They're like, yo, you should Google this Hitler guy. <laughs> I mean, That's I exactly think exactly like, what Nancy Pelosi's doing. I think like yeah, like I, I mean, that was my earlier theory about the Michigan protests. It's just a bunch of people trying to do some get viral on TikTok. Uh, it's like the, the fucking it's day. like the fucking Candace Owens thing is that like if you ever, ever listen to Candace Owens long enough, you realize that like what she just really deeply wants to say is that she likes Hitler. But she's never had, she's always like, Hitler was good for Germany at that time, but you know, he did some bad things. And that's like always, that has been her like go-to take for the past like three years. And she's just like waiting to finally be like, oh, we're finally here. I can finally say it. Adolf Hitler was good. Damn it. Someone's going to actually take that fucking cut clip of mine. They're going to fucking put that everywhere on the internet now. (laughs) 
Well, yeah. What was it like? Her clothing. That was like the problem was when when uh, Hitler started doing things outside. Yeah, yeah exactly, of exactly, and then, exactly. And then later that evening, she's just like, uh, "Google, what is Stumpelstein?" <laughs> well, that's 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 what she gets you. Technically, the whole world is Germany. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, you can't do any bad things outside Germany. I see. I see. But anyway, yeah. It's but, Operation wait, Glad. Um, io. <laughs> yeah, Candace Owens has like. She's had the same tweet saved in her draft folder for the past like three years, and it's just like <laughs> Hitler, low key, kind of nice with it. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting to send it. She oh, hovers God. over it every night, thinking, "No, not tonight." Yeah, she saw. Yeah, she yeah, saw yeah. the fucking. She saw the fucking protest in Michigan. And was like, is, "Is it? Is it now? Like, is it? Is it tight?" I, 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 she's got like one of those like if this then that kind <laughs> of like automation things set up that when her like Fitbit tracks her heart pulse is zero she'll it'll tweet <laughs> <laughs> it's like well yeah, we all got that right the the, the death tweet that gets sent out yeah. uh all right well it's been another week of a uh, corner spatey next week we'll be back again to talk about something equally insane and stupid i'm sure um just, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, I love all your beautiful people. Oh, also, I should mention this because I haven't mentioned it in a while. The theme songs of the show is New Dawn by Melty Brains. It's a bop. You should check them out on Spotify, wherever you find music. Melty Brains. Both uh, the phrase Melty Brains and the phrase New Dawn uh, become more and more relevant as this podcast goes on. <laughs> D-O-N. New D-O-N. Short for Donald. Oh. Yeah, I'm the New Dawn. I'm the Don Perion of <laughs> Berlin protest, baby. Isn't Lebanese Sopranos. Perion? <laughs> Lebanese Sopranos. It was the bit that we never, we never got to do. Uh, I'm cutting that out because we're saving it for next week. Okay. Nice. All right. I'll come up with some uh, some more things. All right, cool. All right, uh, see you guys. Ciao. Bye.